you guys all the best for 2020, this new decade, new opportunities for you guys to kill it, become the best versions of yourself and capitalize on all the greatness that this fresh start has in store. I hope you guys are having an amazing week and that this period of break and holiday is one that you've been using to really get caught up on things and also spending it with your family, friends, and loved ones. For me, especially because I don't wake up with like a set schedule of nine to five, after Christmas, it just kind of becomes a blur. I didn't know what day it was because Christmas just always feels like a Saturday, you know? (laughs) When you're out hanging out with your family and friends and having an amazing time, it just feels like something that's reserved for the weekend. So the fact that it was a Wednesday and the day after wasn't Sunday kind of really messed me up. So this past week has been a blur in the most positive way. I've been spending time with the people who I care about the most and seeing family that I haven't seen in a while, like family who live in different provinces and all over the place. And it's just been a really beautiful end and a cap to the year. I'm recording this on Tuesday night, so it's the 31st. So right after I'm done recording this, I'm going to be heading off to church to do our crossover service, which is something I find very important. I like to start and end my year off in the presence of God thanking him for what he's done because for me yes we have autonomy over making our own decisions but a lot of the guidance that I believe I have or that I know I have that has led me on the path that I did to get to where I am this year with how it started is absolutely out of my hands so for that alone I need to give credit where credit's due spend the last few minutes and hours of the year thanking God for what he's done and also spend the first hour or so of the new year in the presence of God as well, setting myself up strategically, aligning myself to make sure that I'm in the right place and set up for optimal success of 2020. (laughs) I hope you guys had some time to think about the words to live by for last week, which were, are you happy? And I think the holidays and this time, for many people, it's very happy. But on the other hand, it's a very sad time for many different people. Like for me, this year was a little bit sad as well because it was my first Christmas without my dad. And in the whole holiday and festive season, it's I think it's an important unimportant time and an easy time to really do some reflecting. So the whole premise of the question, are you happy, is pretty much an internal self-check, as I said last week. And I feel that in the midst of life and all the things that we do and the ins and outs of life, it's very important to realize that we actually do deserve happiness as one of our core necessities for life. I know we need food, shelter, interaction, but I believe that happiness is just as important because when you're truly happy from the inside out, it really does change the way that you operate in life and the way that you you deal with the people around you and also the way that you deal with yourself. I feel personally that when I'm truly happy from the inside out, I just am a better person to those around me, which I'm sure makes them happier than when I'm not happy and I'm not in a good place and I'm kind of off, you know? So please, please, please try and continue to 
check in with yourself as often as you check in with those friends you haven't heard from in a while or that friend who you talk to every day or that family member please take some time to check in with yourself and ask yourself these necessary but sometimes overlooked questions like am I happy and if you're not happy try your best to do something about it because I do understand that there are some situations where you may not be happy or it may not be ideal but for whatever reason we're stuck there and in those situations it's more of a survival I'd say but in the situations that you do have control and autonomy over that you could put yourself in a happier place I'd really suggest that you try your best to do that so with that I'm gonna get right into our talk for this week and this week I'm going to be talking about pace 2020 so as I said today is January 1st it's a new year a new decade a fresh start new opportunities and with all of this comes excitement and what I found is that with excitement and the motivation and the pump and the hype to get to get going, there comes a rush of wanting to hit the ground running. And this, don't get me wrong, this is a good thing. Like setting your resolutions and deciding I'm gonna do A, B, and C this year and nobody's gonna stop me is absolutely amazing. It's that necessary mindset mindset shift that we need to get ourselves aligned with destiny and to really push ourselves into the places that we want to be but as we all know and as we've heard year in year out um resolutions especially new year's resolutions often end in failure and disappointment and one of the reasons or the main reason that i think new year's resolutions in particular end in failure is because of the unrealistic pace that we place on these goals and the perfect example of this would be the whole gym membership or getting in shape new year's resolution that almost every single person has i have that resolution myself to i actually started early earlier today i was hula hooping trying my best to eat right and getting that kickstart i need because the holidays are never friendly to the waistline there's just way too many desserts and good food and too many people who you want to meet and reconnect with over good food for me to ever really focus on my fitness and health so as you guys know probably january 3rd or whatever day the gyms are open you see a plethora of people at the gym running on that treadmill doing the most and i kid you not by february i'd say maybe 75 percent of those people are no longer seen and the question now becomes why this is the case is it is it because it's unrealistic to have these goals i don't i personally don't think fitness and health goals are are unrealistic as long as you pace yourself accordingly so for example now with the the whole issue of people going to the gym and dropping out of their membership within less than 30 days if you have not been working out for the past six to eight months let's just say and you decide that january 1st 2020 i'm changing my life i'm gonna get in shape i'm gonna have washboard abs or whatever i'm gonna fit that dress that's been collecting dust in my closet and the way i'm gonna do that is by going to the gym five days a week an hour and a half each day what's going to happen is the moment you go to the gym for the first day you hit the treadmill for 20 minutes on 10 incline 
12 speed and you're huffing and puffing and it feels like your chest is going to collapse. You go home that day, you wake up the next morning unable to move and you don't go to the gym. Discouragement is going to take over. And when we are discouraged, it often becomes an issue of us kind of pushing that thing that we didn't do successfully to the back burner. And why this happens is because we did not pace ourselves accordingly. So This example and many of the reasons why resolutions fail is because we hit the ground running when we should be jogging. It's very important to understand the pace that is necessary for you and what is realistic for you to do. And when you don't understand this, it leads to disappointment. It leads to you feeling down on yourself or feeling like you're not good enough. And what that ultimately leads to is you quitting on something that could be successful, but because you came at it the wrong way, you just set yourself up for failure. So I believe that to maintain success in 2020, you need to just focus on your pace and for the rest of this episode, what I'm going to do is give you guys some of the ways that I think make it easier for you to understand what pace is for you and to determine exactly how to set your correct pace. So on how to pace yourself, the first thing that you need to do is determine your order of operations. And this is this is taking us back to, I believe, elementary school where we learn bed mass and the necessary steps to take in order to solve an equation. And in this equation, it's success of your goals. So when you have a bunch of goals, which we usually set or resolutions that we set at, um, at the end of a year heading into a new year, we have a lot of those goals. And it's not... And I don't believe it's lofty to have a bunch of goals, even if those goals are over your head, because that's where faith and hard work are involved, right? But the thing now when you have 20 goals that you want to hit by December is that you need to now order them in terms of importance. So I might have a goal of writing a new book and maybe buying a car, let's just say, and I now look at these two goals and what do they require in this example? Maybe money. So I have a a set amount of resources at this point and these goals to accomplish. So if I were to decide to do all of these things at the same time, there may not be any success because I don't physically have the resources to do it all at the same time. And this is where order of operations comes into play. So based on all your goals, you decide what's most important. Or what's important because I know since it's a goal, every single one of them will be important, but then you need to now say what's most important now. So if now the most important thing is for me to write my book because the deadline for my book is March, whereas I want to buy a car for my birthday, which is in June, order of operations will state that I need to start off. I may need to send my resources financially into my book at this point until until I accomplish that because it's a closer deadline, then once that's accomplished, I can maybe now send some of those resources towards purchasing a car um, six months down the line, whereas this is three months down the line. Determining your order of operations helps you understand that you can do it all, but you can't do it all at once. And when you try to do everything at once, that is when you experience burnout, that's when you become overwhelmed because 
realistically, we're not able to do everything at the same time. And if you end up doing everything at the same time, simultaneously, my English guys, my apologies. I'm probably not going to get better this year with that, but we'll try our best. But when you try to do everything simultaneously, even if you are able to kind of stick your hands in a bunch of cookie jars, what happens is that your ability to operate at the at the highest level in each of those things will be reduced because you're not focusing enough attention. So order of operations means if I have 10 things to do, I'm not going to split myself and give each thing 10% of my effort because all I am is a hundred. It might mean that I may put eight of those things on the shelf for now and focus 50, 50% of my energy on two things to optimize or even put nine things on the shelf and focus hundred percent of my energy on one thing for a short amount of time, finish that and then move on to the next. So when you're coming up with your goals and seeing what you have to do, make sure that you determine the importance of each thing and be okay with putting some things on the shelf for now. Like last year, for example, when I had left my job in February, I had a, a laundry list of things I wanted to accomplish, things I wanted to do month by month, week by week. And I very soon realized that it wasn't realistic at all. And it was so unrealistic to the point that here we are today on January 1st. And some of the things that I had set out to do on February 8th of 2019 have not been done. I consciously put them on the shelf until a a later date because adding them to the mix would mean that every single thing I did, including that, would suffer because I really didn't have the time, resources, or ability to do that many things at once. The second thing you need to determine is your deadlines. And I believe that determining your deadlines is very important in figuring out the correct pace to take. So with the example of completing a new book by March, by the way, I'm not completing a new book by March. It's just the first thing that came to my head. I'm working on a second book, but it probably will not be out until 2021. But since for the sake of continuity, we're just going to keep this whole book writing analogy for the rest of the episode. So if you determine that you have a deadline of March for a book, an example, um, buying a car in June, you need to now look at those deadlines and figure them out. Because sometimes we just say we want to do this, we want to do that. But it's important to understand when we want, when we want to have those things done by, because if we don't under, if we don't determine when we want to have those things done by, you're kind of just going with the wind and it's more difficult to track your progress when you don't have an end goal in mind. So if I were to have an end goal in mind of, let's say, finishing a book by May, sorry, by March, I'd know that I'd have to, I'd have to have the book written by the middle of or early February completely done because it'll take me about a month and a half to edit. So that would be me understanding what I have to do. And the only way you can understand that is by having a deadline. It's just like when you say get in shape. One, what does get in shape mean to you? And two, get in shape by one. And what I find, especially with fitness goals and certain types of goals that aren't very, that don't, that you don't put a deadline on is that your motivation and your push to do them kind of wavers 
because you don't really see where the end is. For me, especially with fitness goals, I get really lazy. If there's something else I think is more important, I might end up doing that until I end up realizing that I need to go on vacation in three weeks and then there I am drinking smoothies and rushing. But that's because I didn't I didn't set an appropriate pace for myself and I didn't put a, a deadline that would make it easy for me to track my progress or lack thereof. The third way to pace yourself is to now determine your pace and when you have a deadline as I was giving as I was saying like two seconds ago it now helps you understand easier where exactly you need to be at certain times in order to meet that deadline and in determining your pace it sometimes comes to you realizing that the deadline you had set previously is not realistic because you you have to actually ask yourself how much work you can you can consistently put in. So if you want to purchase a car and the down payment for the car is $10,000 and you and your plan is to save $1,000 a month and that's 10 months down. You're starting at 0, so 10 months down the line you'll have the $10,000 deposit and your deadline to purchase the car is in 10 months. So when you now determine your pace of, I need to save $1,000, part of determining that pace would be determining your budget. So what are my fixed expenses, things I can't change? So is it rent, phone bill, utilities, all these other things? With those in mind, and then your salary in mind, you now see what's left. So if I wanted to save $10,000 in 10 months, a thousand dollars a month, but my budget only leaves me with three hundred dollars. Is my pace correct? No. So if I didn't now determine my pace and understand what was right for me, I may get to um, October and be disappointed that my savings account maybe only has four thousand, whereas I thought it would have ten thousand. But if I were to have really looked at it critically and determined whether or not the pace was appropriate to the goals and to my real life situations, I would have understood that that's not realistic for me. So determining your pace helps you realize if, if the goals you have and the work that you can put, that you can realistically put in is appropriate and if they match or not. So just like with the fitness goals, if you haven't been at the gym in six to eight months and now you're deciding you want to get in an hour and a half, five days a week, are you actually able to put in that work? And when you're not able to put in that work, what do you do, which is the next step? And that's step number four, and that's to reassess your deadlines. And I feel that when setting your pace, it's important to reassess your deadlines again and again and again and again. It's, I think, out of all the steps, the one that's gonna be most reoccurring and the one that will really keep you in check because maybe you are able to save the $1,000 a month for the first three months, but then something happens and you have to use your savings and now you're, you don't have the money you thought you had. At that point, it's important for you to look at where you are, check in with yourself, be realistic with yourself and decide whether or not you're gonna have to adjust your deadlines, adjust your goals, adjust your objectives. And in also um, reassessing your deadlines, let's say now, for example, I get to the last week of February and I realize that my book is pretty much done. I'm actually ahead of time. In me reassessing my deadline, 
and understanding that I now have more space allocated, this would be the moment where you would now add another thing to your plate because you have the space and the time available for you to do so. And that's why it's important for you to continue to always check in with yourself and check in with your goals. And the way I do it, as I told you guys that I bullet journal, is that at the beginning of the year, I... I set out my 2020 goals. I don't really do resolutions in terms of like personality things because I like to do those month to month or as I see fit. Like if I notice that there's something about me that I think is not conducive to my success or not beneficial to people around me, I like to work on it immediately where instead of like setting it as a goal, I like my goals are kind of more business oriented and like I guess also fitness. But what I do is that I set my whole all my goals for the year. And then on another page, I set um, each quarter, at the beginning of each quarter, I look at the goals that I have for the year and I write what I want to accomplish with regards to those goals for the quarter. So how am I going to move forward? Are there some that I'm not even going to touch till third or fourth quarter? Are there some that I need to really get on right now? And then as I as I set up my bullet journal for the month that I'm in, I look at my quarterly goals and figure out how much of those goals I need to accomplish in the exact month that I'm in. And in doing this, it kind of sets me up to pay attention to what I'm doing because I always kind of have to refer back to my whole goals, like all of my goals for the year, and then break it down into realistic chunks that I can actually handle. And when I do that and I cross things off, it gives me the ability to now look at other things that may have, that I may have estimated would be further down the line and because of the fact that for whatever reason I'm being super productive and getting a lot done I can maybe add them to my plate so just make sure that as you're going through the motions life happens because it's very easy to set amazing goals that are realistic at the beginning of the year but it just takes one random hit one random transmission of your car failing one random chip your tooth and you got to pay the dentist just anything could really just throw you off. And it's important to keep that in mind so that when life happens as it will, you won't get so thrown off your rocker that you can't recover or that you just kind of throw away your goals, you know? So just make sure that you continue to reassess your deadlines over and over and over again. And as you reassess your deadlines, it's, and you figure out what you can add, it just turns into step number five, which is just a repeat of the other four steps. So when you finish one thing, you now go back and you determine your order of operations again based on what's left. And sometimes what you thought would be the second thing for you to do initially when you looked at your goals and when you were pacing yourself may no longer be as important or based on what you've done, certain other opportunities and other goals may have presented themselves. So Once you finish a goal, it's time for you to determine your order of operations again, determine your deadlines again, determine your pace again, and then reassess your deadlines again and again and again. And I feel like when you operate in this way, you're not going to burn yourself out because you're being realistic. And sometimes it's difficult to be realistic. Sometimes for me now, like with my fitness goals, I'd say mostly I love to bake and eat sweet stuff. So (laughs) with that in mind, I know that, yes, if I cut out all the sugar out of my life, I could probably hit my goals in two months, but would I be a happy person? 
at the on that journey absolutely not i need my indulgence i need my ice cream i need i need the things i need and in in understanding myself and being realistic i'm able to pace myself and say yes maybe some other people and their super mega discipline could hit these goals in two months but with myself and the balance that i require in my life it's a four-month journey and that's absolutely okay you know so i just really want you guys to start this year off right and i don't want you guys to end up in a place where you're too overzealous and because of that you quit on things that you could still accomplish like just like i told you guys in december that not to write off the rest of the year because in 60 days i'm sorry in 30 days or 31 days many many things could happen even the day before the end of the year something could happen two days ago i got an email that has the potential to change the trajectory trajectory of my whole year and other people would have been like it's the end of the year you shouldn't even be sending emails to people what kind of human being still like sends emails at the end of the year but i felt compelled to do so i did and i got a response with the swiftness i think i got a response on the 27th yes i got a response to my email on the 27th of december and it's an opportunity that I've been hoping for and I feel like it's on my fingertips now and someone else would have been like ah whatever we'll push that till January because the year's over anyway so I don't the last thing I want you guys to do is start this year off way too fast and burn out before before it's even done and count yourself out when there's so many opportunities and chances for you to be amazing and because we're in the longevity game you need to seriously pace yourself we're not here to be 15 minute um to be one minute wonders or or one hit wonders have our 50 minutes of fame and disappear we're trying to build generational wealth we're trying to be build legacies and become a person who who will last and go for the long run and with that and the best way to do that is to pace yourself and it's just like that cliche saying of this is a marathon not a sprint but I truly believe that this is a marathon and not a sprint and if you decide to sprint during a a 1500 meter um, track you might be the first one to reach 100 meters but by the time you slow down and your hands are on your knees huffing and puffing everybody's gonna pass you so that's not what we want so I just really want you guys to be realistic with yourselves and take time to really pace yourself and set goals that you can attain. And this is this by no means pacing yourself by no means is you going easy on yourself. Pacing yourself still requires discipline and it actually requires more discipline to know that to to have restraint in situations where you might want to push or do too much. And that in itself I think is the hardest. Like restraint for me is the hardest. Like (laughs) I struggle with it seriously and I just want you guys to have the skills and the tools required for you guys to do your best this year because I just feel, at least for me, that 2020 is going to be a hot one. Like it's going to be a hot one and I'm so excited and I'm sure many of you guys are with the whole 2020 vision and like the fact that it fits in with that, the fact that it's a new decade and everything's just looking crystal clear and for people around my age, we're getting older and we're kind of getting more into that adult phase where we're kind of leaving the things of our youth behind us and gearing towards more adult 
progressive mindsets. So I really hope that this helps you guys one more time. How do you pace yourself? The first tip is to determine your order of operations. Second is determine your deadlines. Third is determine your pace. Fourth is reassess your deadlines. And fifth is repeat. So with that being said, I'm just going to get right into my words to live by for this episode. And my words to live by for this episode episode is how much work can you actually put in i think that's the biggest takeaway from this episode because understanding how much work you're able to put in will really be the necessary wake-up call to understand how to set your goals and i've said this many times that we sometimes especially with social media and the fact that people are constantly posting the best moments of their life and all the good things that are happening without posting the struggles and the difficulties that it took to get there we often get into this situation where we're feeling jealous we're feeling left out we're feeling discouraged that we're not doing what we need to do but the question is how much work can you actually put in if somebody is working 16 hour days seven days a week to be able to afford that gucci Fendi, whatever, that car, that mortgage, and you know that you can barely make it through your eight-hour shift, maybe you need to stop comparing yourself to them and do what is required of you and set your goals according to yourself. So cut your cloth according to your size. Or on the flip side, if there's that person who travels all the time and they're a scammer or or they have a sugar daddy, and you know you're not built for a life of crime or a life of sugaring, maybe you need to set your cloth according to your size. So it's important to realize who you are and what you're able to do and set your gauges based on that ability. Because at the end of the day, what else can you account for and what else can you do except for what you're physically able to do? So... That is my first episode for the year. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Thank you guys for being with me on this journey. This is year two. I can't wait till I get to episode 52 where it's officially a one-year anniversary of me podcasting. I wish you guys the best this year. As I said earlier, thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing week. Set yourself up for success and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.